You know, I I remember when I first, maybe the first fire or two I went on, I just kind of like trembled when I first began to um, do this high angle rescue. We didn't have harnesses and all that. We just had a rope that went around there. Oh, the good old days, huh? The good old days, yeah. When the pager goes off, the people that we go to help, it's probably their worst day in their life. That is Jerry Raisler. He has been a volunteer firefighter for the town of Shelby for, well, I'm going to let Jerry tell you when he started doing this. It's been a long, long time. I'm Ken Cooper, and this is Around River City. The other day, I had a chance to sit down with Jerry and with Tony Halinka, who is the chief of the Shelby Volunteer Fire Department, and talk about Jerry's years of service, what he means to the department, how he has helped to build the department into what it is today, and what it means to be a volunteer firefighter. So we're going to get into our conversation with Tony Halinka and Jerry Raisler coming up on Around River City. This is Around River City. I'm Ken Cooper. Thanks for being a part of the conversation. I told you that Jerry Raisler has been a volunteer firefighter for the town of Shelby for a long time. But I'll let Jerry tell you exactly how long it's been. I joined the Shelby Fire Department in June of 1966. I don't think you'll be offended if I tell you that I was two. (laughs) Two and a half. Well, at least you were around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and you were how old? You must have been a kid. I was 24 when I first started. And, and why did you become a member of the Shelby Volunteer Fire Department? Well, first of all, I was a maintenance man for the Diocese of La Crosse. And when I started the Diocese of La Crosse, that was Holy Cross Seminary at that time, was in Shelby Township. And uh, I had an uncle that belonged to Shelby Fire, and actually two uncles. And uh, I thought, well, this might be kind of interesting, because when you belong to an organization such as this, you end up with uh, people that come from different walks of life. They each go to have different jobs. They have. Um, they each go to a different church. They send their kids to different schools. So there's a variety of what we actually. Do. It's a good splice, yes. So uh, that and um, at that point in time, uh, we had a lot of camaraderie. Uh, we played a lot of cards and <laughs> so you were 24 so you were young there must have been a little uh, thoughts of action and adventure too absolutely uh it was a um, it was a thrill you know i remember i remember when i first maybe the first fire or two i went on i just just kind of like trembled because i had no uh, i wasn't a uh, veteran firefighter after a while, you settle down a little bit more. But right at the beginning, it gets to be a little scary. Yeah. What surprised you the most about this, uh, this, this life or this part of your life being a volunteer firefighter? Um, 
I don't know if I was actually surprised. Um, one of the things that it, it's a major commitment because there's uh, a lot of training that goes on, and uh, it 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 takes. Uh, and we've had good training officers throughout the entire fifty some years of service that I had, and uh, the what made it what made it actually interesting for me is being a, an employee of the Diocese of La Crosse, they were very good to me and l let me go whenever there was a, a, a fire or a first responder run. And during the day is when we were really short on help. So I was, I, I was always usually, if I was around, I was, well, if I was around, then I would um, leave work and come to the to the call. Well, I think that shows really what uh, you know. A volunteer fire department is a community. I mean, there's the family of the firefighters, and then there's the employers of the firefighters, all of whom have to be in on this and saying, "Okay, we're going to make sure that you can get where you need to be." Absolutely. Yeah. So, Tony, uh, you are the fire chief. Is that you're the chief of the Shelby Volunteer Fire Department? Yes, sir. How long have you been uh, the chief? A uh, year and a half-ish, I think. <laughs> so how long have you been a firefighter with uh, Shelby? Uh, since August 8th of 2003. That's been a while. Um, I'm assuming uh, Jerry was active when you joined? <laughs> you, bet, you bet he was. Um, yeah, I remember the first training showing up. I knew absolutely nothing. Um, and they, uh, the chief at the time said, Jerry, can you new proby with a with a pager and they gave me this huge huge pager that looked like a paving brick and jerry and jerry just said the same thing that he just told you he said you know we have different people that come from different walks of life you know the whole you know different churches different schools different careers and we all have different skills and we all bring them here to serve the community and that's really something special and you're part of an organization, hopefully it lasts a long time. So, I mean, like, when he started talking about that, I'm like, I remember that. We was right in that office right back over there. So it was pretty pretty cool. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely been a, a long time, and it's been an uh, adventure coming from, you know, going through fire school and getting EMT license and just continuing to work hard and moving up. So, so when I ask, when I say that word community to you, uh, what do you think of that? Um, it's a, it's a hundred percent spot on, um, not only just within our department, but just with other departments that we're communities with working with, uh, guys from like Stoddard fire and lacrosse fire and Campbell and on Alaska fire departments, the Holman fire or West Salem fire departments, all these fire departments in the County, we all get together. We all know each other. We all train, go all go to school together. Um, you know, it's, it's a real small community within the department, but it, it we're all you know, brothers and sisters of the same uh, profession, same skill sets. So it is really kind of nice uh, where we have that community and it shows. I mean, we have uh, organized events like the other night, uh, the party that we had, or we have the chicken queue that's coming up, or we have uh, some sort of an event where we're going to go help out another fire department or go uh, to a class in another fire department. It's, it's a, I enjoy it. It's a lot of fun. All my friends are here 
on the department. Um, I call him up, text him all the time, wondering about, you know, how do I fix this? How do I fix my snowblower? I mean, we got guys here that can fix snowblowers here. We got guys that are electricians. We have people that are social workers. We have nurses here. We have uh, people with a bunch of these different skill sets that really honestly make uh, a well-rounded fire department with a lot of good education in it. I get a very philosophical feel from Jerry. He definitely knows what to say at the right exact time. <laughs> um, he's got a lot of experiences. Uh, you know, just the one sentence or the one phrase that he'll say, and we're just like, all of us younger guys would be like, that's 100% accurate 100% of the time. That's just spot on. Why didn't we think of that? And he'll just be like, well, that just shows experience, I guess. So <laughs> I think it shows more than just the experience, though. Yeah, uh, he's definitely uh, 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 is educated and skilled, knows what he's knows what he's talking about. And he's, and he's humble. Um, and that's probably one of my uh, greatest qualities that he has is that uh, someone that has been on a department and been in this business for so long, you kind of some people get to the point where like, well, I know everything or I don't need to train because I know everything. I've been here for so long. But when we would train, Jerry would be the first one to volunteer to learn or practice uh, using a bag valve mask, something that we can do in our sleep. But Jerry's the first one trying it, trying it out to make sure he's got it, keeps his skills sharp. Um, it's just amazing. I know uh, I've talked to other uh, fire departments, fire chiefs in the area, and they'll say the same thing, that Jerry's always in the front of the line to make sure he can keep his skills sharp and keep them up. Um, as he continues through the fire department and the fire service. And that's been a constant that I've noticed since I've been here. Um, I remember we're doing high angle rescue training years and years ago and you threw the harness on and you start repelling down the side of St. Pius or we're repelling down the bluff at, uh, Mount Lacrosse off of one of the ski Hills. And a lot of people be like, you know, that's kind of a job for a younger guy, but I'm like, no, Jerry, Jerry's fine. He'll be fine. He can do it. Were you fine? I was fine. Yeah. <laughs> I was always one that was, um, you know, that I had the ability, I had the agility ability, and uh, I was always comfortable on a ladder, and uh, when I first began to um, do this high angle rescue, we had the ROTC guys from, the, I think it was university, and when we started, we didn't have harnesses and all that. We just had a rope that went around there. Oh, the good old days, huh? The good old days, yeah. And then down over the down over the cliff we went, you know. So it was it was very interesting and it was it was challenging. And the first time over, you know, you just kind of wonder, is the rope going to break or anything like that? But it never did. It's uh, yeah. well, that's good. Shoo. <laughs> So Tony talked about the, the kind of influence that you have been with the younger guys, the younger people, I should say, uh, that have been a part of the, the Shelby Volunteer Fire Department. What, tell me about the things you learned from the old guys back in the 60s. How important were they? Well, the, well see, the, the Shelby Fire Department was established in um, 1957. And I joined in 66, so they had about 10 years of uh, those. When I started then, we had 10 years of veterans on. And uh, they had done some training, so 
the skills that they had learned, they passed on to me, uh, along with uh, uh, other training officers that we had gotten from uh, throughout the area. Uh, so I'm going to ask a philosophical question of both of you guys. Has, I'm going to assume that being a part of this volunteer fire department has made you a better person or feel like a better person. How has it done that? It's made, I think that it's made me humble. Uh, made me, my, my goal is to try to be able to help people. And, uh, I, I and I never forgot that, you know. You when the pager goes off, the people that we go to help is probably their worst day in their life. And uh, then I come up with uh, uh, compassion is always in style, and that's my motto. And I had a I had a little business card, and I, even on my business card. It says compassion is always in style, and if you remember that, um, it's it's easier. It's it, it makes people think we're going to be able to make things better than when we than when we uh, first arrived. It seems like a pretty simple philosophy: leave some place something better than when you got there. That's Jerry Raisler. He's been a Volunteer firefighter with the town of Shelby since 1966, believe it or not. And Tony Holinka, the current chief of the Shelby Volunteer Fire Department. We'll be back with more of the conversation after this on Around River City. I'm Ken Cooper, and this is Around River City. You can find the podcast anywhere you download your podcasts. It's free no matter where you pick it up from. You can also subscribe to the podcast anywhere you get your podcasts. That's also free. And you can check it out and get a lot more information, too, by going to AroundRiverCity.com. I'm talking with Tony Halenka, who is the chief of the Shelby Volunteer Fire Department, and Jerry Raisler, who was recently honored for his... Well, I was going to say years, but decades of service to the Shelby Volunteer Fire Department. Let's get back to the conversation. Jerry said that when when the when the pager goes off, it may it's going to be that person's worst day of their life that you're going to help. And I thought to myself, you know, at the end of this, you'll have a a house and a bed to go back to, and and they may not. Mm-hmm. Am I being overly dramatic, or do you think that way? When when he's a hundred percent correct. Uh, when we go on a call, I mean, just look at the recent flooding uh, that we've had in our area. It kind of seems to be the major call that uh, our fire department's gone on in the last couple of years. Uh, when I get done and I can go home and I have a sometimes warm meal and sometimes a warm bed I can crawl into, and some of these people they they don't, and you and you 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 um, have feelings and you get and you get ner- worried that. Uh, you know, what are they going back to? Or you have the cardiac arrest, like they're eventually going to have to go back into that home where one of their loved ones has passed away, despite the mountain of effort that we've put forth to help save that person. And it just doesn't work out as positive as you want it to. You know, they still have to live their life where us guys in the fire department, we can go home and we're going to work the next day or later that day, or we're going to, uh, you know, kids basketball game later that night and no one else 
around you knows or understands what you just came from. Um, you know, it, it does definitely make you humble. It does uh, keep things in perspective uh, when when we are responding uh, to calls to make sure that we're, you know, the, the township depends on us for their worst day and we need to have our best day on their worst day. And it kind of sounds cliche and I've heard it a lot of times when you're looking, reading fire articles and stuff like that, you hear that phrase, but it's 100% correct. You know, uh, there's a uh, a line from I believe it's a FDNY uh, fire officer that says FDNY responds to thousands of calls every day, and the public expects every one of those calls to have the best fire department that's going to show up. They don't expect only 50% of the time the best fire department show up. They want it for every smoke detector going off. They want the best department showing up. They, if their house is on fire, they want the best fire department to show up. And I guess that's kind of why uh, us as firefighters have been trained to make sure that we are the best all the time on every call. Now, we aim to do it. doesn't always happen because we're still human as well. And we have our other challenges that we have to go through just like anybody else. But it is one of those things that we're, you really think about it a lot when you're, when you're running on those calls. Um, but it, but it uh, definitely does keep you humble and, and keep you motivated to keep on getting better and better. We had, a, we had a first responder run time, and it was a young fellow. He was probably in his mid-20s, and it came in as a drug overdose. So we went out there, and uh, I ended up doing the paperwork for this particular call, and uh, the Shelby first responders went in and loaded the guy up on the gurney and they put him into the ambulance and the mother was there and um, so they when they had the person all loaded up and they were ready to close the door on the ambulance the mother said you know because she was 20 30 feet away from me she said I'll see you at the hospital and she was talking to her boy the boy said I never want to see you again. The mother turned to me and she began to cry. So I g gave her a hug a little bit and then I said to her, he doesn't really mean that. It's the drugs that are doing the talking. So I says, is what's going to be happening? He says, I want you to go down there and in an hour or two, he'll, the effects of this drug will be will work off and it, it, things will be much better. Well, she felt much better than after that, but I mean, she was, she was in, actually in tears. So just, just because I gave her a, a hug and the reassurance that things aren't as bad as what they sounded made her feel better. And that's what compassion is about. Tony, I, I get a feeling you can't really teach that. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Um, that's really got to come from, you know, your heart, your own, um, the way you were raised. Uh, you know, that's, and, and Jerry's again, a hundred percent correct on that. You don't, you don't, you don't train that. You can tell people about it. You can tell, give them tactics, but when it really kind of comes down to that sort of thing, it's got to come from the individual, uh, person and, and, and their own feelings and the way they are. Jerry, I've heard stories about you. 
um, things about jumping on the truck while it's going down Ward Avenue, and what what is that all about? The the first fires trucks that we had, uh, we used to ride on the tailbirds because it was, and we only had room for uh, maybe maybe two or maybe three people in the cab, and then the rest of us. It had to ride on the on the tailboards, and then we had uh, we had two trucks. We had a pumper, and then we had a, a tanker. And um, that must have been a blast. It it was very interesting to say the least. Very dangerous, of course. That's why they got away from it. But uh, it was an experience that other guys can't talk about because they they're not old enough. Yeah. Tony, I want to know, I want to hear from you a little bit about Jerry and what he's meant to you. You know, that, that relationship that I've heard you two have a, a really good bond. How has Jerry and his influence made you who you are today? Um, just honestly, a lot of times when I see him when he's not in the fire station, when, when he's not on a call, um, his, he'll always walk up to anybody and chat with him. Um, he'll always ask questions when, you know, I see him in, in church and he has a sits in the same pew every single Sunday. When I go up and talk to him, I got to stand in line to talk to him because everybody holds him up on this pedestal where he belongs. And, uh, and I just look at that and I'm like, man, I want to be like Jerry so bad. <laughs> um, and then on a call, you know, I've never heard him raise his voice. I've never heard him uh, be disrespectful to anyone, and that's really hard to do, even even for me, to not let my emotions get the better of me. But he's just so calm, even-keeled, and I'm just like, I can feel times when I can feel my heart rate race, I'm just like, Jerry would be calm in this. It's going to be okay. We have the tools. We have the training. We know what we're doing we can be just fine and honestly just the the calm cool demeanor that he always has is reassuring that even in an emergency where i'm in charge everything will be okay because i can trust the people around me thank you for your service we can thank all of the shelby firefighters for their service the old ones and the new ones and we need the new ones because uh, it's very difficult to find somebody that is willing to make the commitment to be a firefighter and first responder because there's so much training involved in it. It's obvious. I mean, we're sitting here in the in the garage of the Shelby Fire Department right next to a, a state-of-the-art fire truck. So it's obvious what has changed in the years since you started. What do you think is the same? today for a volunteer fire department and a volunteer firefighter is when you started the men are the same and the women are the same they all have the same commitment and that hasn't changed i'm i'm bet you that's that's hundreds of years old they're all here for the same purpose of trying to uh, make things better than they had been when when they first got the call Don't you kind of wish now that everybody could have someone like Jerry Raisler in their lives? I want to say thank you to Jerry and to Tony Holinka for sitting down and having the conversation with me. And I do again want to say thank you to both of them and to all volunteer firefighters, uh, first responders, anybody who does a job where they put their safety into harm's way for us. I just want to say thank you to you as well. 
That's going to wrap things up on this episode of Around River City. I'm Ken Cooper. Thanks for being a part of the conversation.